this is Prophecy Now. I'm Liberty, your host from Spirit Move Ministry. Let's just jump in and talk about times and seasons, prophecy, everything that God's doing right now, and what we need to be preparing for. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Liberty from Prophecy Now and Spirit Move Ministries. It's awesome to have you listening here on Prophecy Now podcast. I would like to remind you of our Dream Talks deal that we have going on right now. I have an eight-session Dream Talks e-course that I have for sale through spiritmoveministry.co. You have received the first session for free here on Prophecy Now. I would like to offer two coupon codes for those who are Prophecy Now listeners. The first coupon code is PROPHECY10 with a capital P. This will be 10% off either Session 1 or Session 2, basically Dream Talks 1 or Dream Talks 2. Each have four sessions. Or you can bundle it and use the coupon code PROPHECY15 to receive 15% off the bundle of Dream Talks 1 and 2. I hope that you guys will take advantage of these discounts and be blessed by the e-course. And it's awesome to have you as a listener to our Prophecy Now podcast. I want you to laugh at me for a little bit. <clears throat> and um, <laughs> because I just thought this was preposterous and I thought, well, the, the Holy Spirit must have a, a message here. Um, just briefly about myself. I'm a retired professor of computer science and web design. And I have my notes. I'm a snowman. That's old. Now, I don't know. I haven't found a prophetic message yet. Highway, what if I have to go to the bathroom? 
the minute I took my uniform off and got my regular street clothes on, I felt better. And, um, and so I got in the car and I said, okay. It took us two hours to get from Lakeland up here. The traffic was terrible. But during that time, any of the symptoms I had experienced during the week were absolutely gone. Hallelujah. And Linda and I had this thing, whether we're coming to Orlando or going to Intercession City with uh, Arabella, we see rainbows, and rainbows have even come into my car while I'm driving. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I said to Linda, well, I said, I'm feeling better, but I don't think we're going to see any rainbows today because it's all bright and shiny, sun shining. And we got just about Pain City, was it, Linda? And a rainbow appeared in the sky. Amen. And I said, you know, God, you have something for us this weekend. Whether it was, you know, a healing for me personally, I've experienced other healings. Those who heard my testimony last time I spoke, I had cancer in five areas of my body 40 years, 45 years ago now, and was totally healed. So, um, you know, we just. You just move on through those things. We should just expect those things to happen. So um, I don't know if that healing um, was just for me or if it was for you or maybe just one other person. But whatever it was, it was worth it. It was worth it because I have the victory. I have a victory now. I'm... Um, my ancestry on my, my mother's side is Jewish. And so I've uh, always been interested in that aspect. Um, not that I thought I was going to be a, a Jew, because I'm a Christian and my mother was a Christian. And I didn't ever feel that. But as the years have gone by, I've taken an interest in, in those things. When I moved to Lakeland, and I'll get into the intercession part in just a minute, I just want you to know where I'm going with this. When I moved to Lakeland, um, I was going through a divorce, and my um, former husband uh, of 22 years was a pastor of an Episcopal church. And I lost my identity at that time. It was a difficult three or four years where I just thought maybe I'd rather die. And I was in an Episcopal church at one of the services, a very nice church in Lakeland. And I was part of the healing team and we used to um, pray for healing over in the side chapel when uh, people would come forward for um, prayer. Now, I was a, a charismatic Episcopalian, let me tell you, but I wasn't Episcopalian. And I, I, after the people had come through, you know, this person, I knew I could pray in tongues over them because I knew they were, you know, a charismatic being and, and would accept that. And then there were other people where I didn't pray that way because I knew that that would have I was kind of compromised. And I was kneeling at the prayer rail, praying for the people that I had prayed for already. And I looked up, and there was Jesus. And he was coming down that side chapel, down that prayer rail. And he stopped in front of me, and what I saw were only bare feet and this bright remnant, this what I can't even describe the color white. And he said, Come follow me. And I I said, Okay. And so I got up from the prayer line, got my things, and I walked out the back door of the church. I got in my car and I drove and I ended up 
That's how minute the details are in every one of the feasts. And this feast is one of the most exciting because it's not just the Feast of Trumpets. If we look at it as an appointed time, this, the spring feasts have all been fulfilled. The fall feasts have not. And they will be fulfilled in order. Just like you can't, you know, put on your shoes until you have your socks on. You know, it, there's an order to it, and, and they all go. The first one, this one, the first of the fall feast, the first one, is about repentance. But it's more than that, um, because it points to a, a back into the Old Testament, to a lot of the uh, stories there. But the Jews, uh, they're celebrating New Year. It is the New Year. It is the Feast of Trumpets. Uh, the trumpet, I think um, we've heard it explained. I don't know if it was explained here yesterday or not. But it's not just the blowing of the shofar. It's the lifting up of your voice. That's it. The so the shout. So when you're reading in your in your Bible where it says the shout went up, it's the the, the trumpet. The the trumpet has blown. It's like saying the trumpet is blowing. And during the feast of Rosh Hashanah. They blow the temple, I mean, blow the temple, blow the trumpet 100 times, and the last time it's called the last trump. That ring of the horn. So my, my plan for today, because I thought everyone that would come early uh, to um, talk about intercession is an intercessor. We're all intercessors probably have a real intercessor's heart. And you, so what I'm going to do is talk about each, a little bit, of, a little snippet of each one of the, um, the uh, other aspects of the blowing of the trumpets and then invite you um, as intercessors as you feel that one at a time for a, a few minutes to come up and um, pray into that. Because these are events to come. We are a dress rehearsal. We don't know the day. We don't know the time. We don't know the hour. It's a three-day feast because they didn't know the time or hour. They had to have signals and blowing of trumpets and pass it along. And so um, to be sure that they celebrated it, it lasted you know, two days. But it's a, it's a time of repentance. A time to examine yourself, going into the uh, days of awe which follow between now and Yom Kippur, uh, to um, you know repent and, and get yourself right with God. You want because one of the things here is the opening of the books, and it talks about Judgment Day. So we want to get ready because when, when the books close end of the days of awe. Your name is either written there or it's not. And we want our names to be written there. So it's a, we're getting ourselves ready here. So is everyone feeling like interested? Who's an intercessor? Come on, come on. Elsie, <laughs> where's your hand? <laughs> so um, that, that was my plan, and that's why I have all these notes on the snowman. <laughs> and then I decided to just boil them down, so I was even, even more great, and I put them on a piece of paper, and it didn't even make sense after that. I just, I just kept writing, and I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what, it's simple, stupid, right? <laughs> Saints. Saints. Yes. Saints. Simple saints. Simple saints. So the uh, well, I'm going to go through and tell you what the other uh, what the um, the uh, Jewish people call each uh, section of this day besides calling it the Feast of Trumpets. Um, 
It's also called Yom Hadim, the Day of Judgment. It's when the doors of the court open, and they're open until Yom Kippur, and then the gates and the doors close. Uh, it's called Yom Hakish. It's the hidden day. And if you're not familiar with that, you can find that in Zephaniah 2, 14. It's also, this is, this is one of my most exciting parts here. It's the wedding day of the Messiah. They celebrate this day as the wedding day of the Messiah. And in fact, on um, Yom Kippur, they all wear white. All the Jews, they wear white to the celebration. And then, um, and then uh, it's also the, um, the day of remembrance. So the, uh, and the most important part, and that's why I love so much, worthy of it all, it's the coronation of the Messiah, also believed to be the wedding day of Adam and Eve. Heaven and earth acted as the two witnesses in their wedding. We were bought with a price. I found something interesting I shared just a few minutes ago with, um, with uh, my friend Linda and, and Liberty. Uh, and I just read this. I haven't had a chance to run it through my my head yet. But Judas, how much did he pay? Get paid? Thirty. Thirty pieces of silver. If you look in Leviticus, it will give you. Uh, I wish I could remember the exact verse. So I can't. And I just know it's in Leviticus. They gave the price of a man and a woman. The price of the woman, the price of the man was 50 silver coins. But the price of a woman was 30 silver coins. Our price has been paid. Yeah, the bride, the bride's price was 30 silver. We are the bride. Today, when the time comes, we will be paid for. We'll be ready to go if we wait. So, the first thing we're going to look at then is the new year. It's the day that the world was created. It's creation day. It's also, um, they also uh, start looking at uh, the time of Jacob's trouble, uh, which refers to the tribulation. There's all um, signs here of the end time uh, prophecies uh, in, in in there. Uh, also, uh, there, uh, I found a reference to Abraham and Isaac. Why the shofar? What was caught in the thicket? The lamb. His horns. The lamb, and he had his horns. His, uh, um, that, that sacrifice was also uh, about Jesus being sacrificed. And the lamb was caught in the thicket, and the lamb's horns. Were there, so there not only is that um, the ram's horn is mercy, not judgment. So um, the first section I want us to intercede for is the new year and the time of tribulation. It correlates to the to the. Jewish understanding of the feast. So I will just start. If you um, think about it for a minute, get ready to come up and uh, offer uh, some intercession. 
question as well. I'm sort of um, an aero intercessor. I don't know. For a long time, I just go in and say my piece. But um, I want you know, to, to give you a chance to not just sit and listen, that you could come up. So, Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time together. We thank you that you do not leave us in darkness, but that you shine your light upon us. We thank you for the Song of Solomon. Church, awake. Bride, awake. Father, your bride is waking, but we are sleeping. You keep coming to wake us, and we keep resisting. So we just want to be awake. Father, let your church awake. Let your church be cognizant of what you are doing in these earth. Let the feast, let your appointed times become second nature to us, first nature to us, primary nature to us. Let us continue to walk in your ways. Let us continue to hear your voice. Father, we're listening. We're trying to wake up. Some of us are, are less sleepy than others. And some, well, they've got problems. And we don't want any to perish. We want to be able to hear your voice, to hear that trumpet sound. One hundred blasts in the last blast. We want to hear the last blast. We don't know what day. We Well, we know what feast, but we don't know what time, what day, what hour. Could be today, could be tomorrow. Come on. Could be 20 years from now, could be 100 years from now. Come we don't on. know. But on this day, we look for release from the uh, tribulation. Father, now prepare the hearts of your saints. Don't let them be bashful about coming up to intercede. As many as want to come. I was reminded by one of you that I never got to pray over you at the end of my message yesterday afternoon because our time had gone. So let's stand together and I'm going to do two things at once. Part of Rosh Hashanah is helping us to step into preparation for judgment. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that we may receive everything done in our bodies, whether it's good or bad. That means both believers and unbelievers are going to stand before the judgment. And between now, this weekend, and 10 days from now, Yom Kippur, we're to cleanse ourselves, prepare ourselves. But unlike those who don't have Christ, we don't have to fear his judgment, do we? That's why we examine ourselves, present ourselves to the Lord, a living sacrifice. And so we actually, in a, in a strange kind of way, we look forward to the judgment because we know our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And he's going to say, enter into your rest. Is this microphone working? Yeah. Okay. So... Lift your hands like lightning rods up to heaven. And we're going to present our bodies a living sacrifice. And we're going to flow into Rosh Hashanah. Or as Robert taught us last night, Rosh Hashanah. So in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I present myself to you, O oh God. Examine me. Do it right now. Kind of just follow my prayer. Examine me, oh God. And if there's anything you don't like, 
take it out. If there's anything missing, put it in. Come on, lift your hands up high now. Let him do it. Let the breath of God go right through you right now. Let it go into you. Cleanse me, oh God, of anything unrighteous, any kind of attitude. Come on. 
longer does he have an accusation. And I point a finger at nobody without pointing fingers at myself. Oh, glory to God.
in your heart. Father, we just pray over them and ask you to just soften their hearts and help us to know what it is that we can do to be your hands and feet. What can we do? Who can we touch? Who's in your life today that needs a touch from Jesus? Lord God, thank you for those people in our lives. Even if we're criticized for being with them. Jesus was criticized for being with the, with the taxpayers. And, and people would say, oh, what are you doing with those people? They're, they're, they're not worthy. Well, they are worthy. Sound like somebody else. I think that's something 
don't sound like somebody else, or just because you don't get to do something you thought you should have been able to do or whatever, don't despise what the Lord has given you. Fall in love with Him for who He is, not for the gifts He's given. I heard somebody give a, a, a little short sermon on uh, giving, and it stuck with me, and I just can't get it out of my head. And it was about sowing the seeds. Remember, some seeds fell here and there. And, and then there's another one about, oh, this guy was given this many talents and this many, you know, the other one buried him in the ground and stuff like that. And what stuck with me out of those two things, if you're not going to sow, you don't need seed. Thank you guys. Go enjoy lunch. We will uh, mosey back in here about 2 o'clock.